Hello and welcome to another edition of the Codec Call, the CodecMoments.com podcast. Um, rather an interesting one this time because we've been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. We have. What a, what a belting game that is. I'm really, really enjoying it. Oh, one up on you because obviously I started playing it a long time ago on the uh, Xbox. You did, you, you've, you've had a year's head start. How, how far yep. are you through it? Probably not as far as you. Yeah, probably not. Killed the bear. I've killed several <laughs> bears. And the mountain lion thing. Oh, aren't you the best? Anyway, yeah, yeah. so it's a game that we do very much enjoy. And what with it being 20 years uh, next month since Tomb Raider was actually released. Yeah, I can't believe it's that long. 20 years. I know. It's a bit scary, really. Um, And I thought we might go back through the archive of some of the stuff that we've done, some of the earlier stuff that we've done, and I've actually managed to find one of our very first recordings from 1996. Really? Yes, I know. How amazing is that? And you found a tape player as well to put it on? I found a proper reel-to-reel machine. Excellent. So um, we thought what we'd do is we would, uh, we'd whack on our first ever show from... Uh, from is it our first ever? You know, it's that far back, I can't remember. I struggle to remember what episode number we're on now. <laughs> if we count this in the series, this is 27. Okay, so it'll have to be our first then. <laughs> <laughs> episode minus one, which for some reason was around about 18 years before any of the others. Yeah, we were thinking ahead. It all sounds a bit contrived. Anyway, we thought we'd play you uh, what we're up to in 1996. Hello and welcome to The Codec Call, the net-distributed audio programme of the Codec Moments fanzine. I'm Andy Brown, AOL screen name Fresh Prince 112. You've got mail. And I'm Matt Holt, AOL screen name Gamesmaster27. You've got mail. And don't forget to, uh, to hook up with us in the online chat later on. Now, today we're here to talk about some fantastic games that we're playing because it's 1996. So, Matt, what what have you been playing? So, mainly, since we last talked, I've been playing Wipeout 2097. And it's probably the best racing game I've ever played. So, I I don't really know much about uh, about the Wipeout series, so can you uh, you enlighten me? Yes, so, so Wipeout 2097 is the second game on the PlayStation... Um, from a team that basically just make amazing racing games. Um, You play a pilot in an anti-gravity racing league and you have no wheels um, and you have to fly around futuristic tracks to amazing music. It's just brilliant. That sounds like a lot of fun. It is. Um, If if you can imagine um, almost like a Formula 1 race in the future, but like I said, with no wheels and anti-gravity and weapons. It sounds really frenetic. Is it? Is it fast paced? Is it you know bright, colourful? It it is. Um, it is. It, it's got a, it's got a couple of darkish tracks when when things get a little bit harder. But but you know it's it's very angular. It's really modern, futuristic looking. Um, it's just it's just phenomenal. It's really hard to describe. If if only I had a way to show you pictures or video of it because it, it's brilliant. Wow! Could you imagine if we could uh, if we could actually show videos online? Oh yeah, of, if, of you yeah. playing it, that would be. If we could share amazing. that, it'd be fantastic. Um, it's it sounds like the kind of thing though that if if I was legally old enough to drink and I'd perhaps had too much to drink, 
uh, and ended up, you know, watching you play a lot of it, it might it might make me feel particularly nauseous. Uh, no, I, I think I think you'd be all right with this. I, I genuinely do. It, it might be one of my other games I've been playing that make you feel sick or, or genuinely make you throw up, particularly if you've been to a New Year's Eve party and got lost on the way home. But obviously, we're um, we're both not old enough to drink. Yeah, uh, uh, one of us isn't. Oh. Well, you can buy me some booze later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. What what else have you been playing? What else? Well, possibly possibly my favourite film trilogy of all time, the Die Hard trilogy. It got a game made out of it. I uh, know. I've been playing this as well, and I have to say, it is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's. It, it, I, didn't know what to expect because let's face it games of films aren't generally very good um i'm hoping in the future they get better but but as it stands at the moment they are a bit rubbish um but in this there are three different games one for each film they're all very very different styles and they work really well the first one is like an isometric third person shooting game we pick power ups on the way and make your way up with a tower to the end the second one, which is my favourite, is like uh, an on an on rail shooter, um, where you can use your controller or a light gun to shoot everything that's on screen. It, it works really, really well. And then the third game is a driving game, um, where you're basically you're just driving around New York trying to put bombs out. It, it's it's exactly what Die Hard's all about. Yeah, I have to say this and Time Crisis, if of course it's been released yet in 1996, is absolutely the reason i've just picked up a light gun for my playstation i've not got one i'm still using the controller but it's um it still works really well it's a bit slow sometimes moving the uh, the little cursor around the screen but i, I love it actually i think the uh, the juxtaposition though of actually putting three different genres of game together works so well and i think this is setting a new bar for all future movie tie-in games. I can't see there ever being another bad movie tie-in game after this. No, no, I mean, and think about it, any, any game developer or any movie producer that looks at this is just going to say, that's the way to do it. <laughs> Sorry, like Mr. Punch. <laughs> I'll just let you get through it. <laughs> Jesus, it just doesn't stop being funny. <laughs> So what else have you been playing? <laughs> well, it's the other one. It's the other one that might make you throw up in your mouth a little bit if um, if you happen to have been underage drinking. And it's Tekken Two. Oh, okay. So this is um, this is like the this is like the Street Fighter. It, yeah, it's, it's a bit like Street Fighter, but I think it's better than Street Fighter. It's um, it's it's got for me. It's got a little bit more about it. It's in three D, so you can move um in and out of the screen. You can sidestep, um, and the the it's not just like punch combos and things you can do throw combos um, there's a massive range of characters they're all very different they've got different styles different moves um and it, it just it's just a joy to play it's nice and smooth and just looks lovely um and and of course you, you're beating the hell out of your friends always always good always nice to be able to beat the hell out of your friends it is it is when there's a few of you sat around on the sofa playing and just passing the pad around winner stays on it's great you can do that for hours that's good. Is that is that everything? Yeah, that's all I've had time for recently. Things are a little bit busy, so um, so I've only managed to get in with them. Um, and I'm current, I'm just saving up, ready for the next big game coming out. But I think we'll talk about that in a bit. What have you been playing? 
Well, I have, uh, again, been playing an awful lot of Quake, uh, which is a game that I've really, really okay. been enjoying. Say, uh, you've, fantastic. You've, you've played nothing but Quake for about six months. Yeah, it's just been the most phenomenal first-person shooter. Just absolutely amazing to um, to be able to play it with the, the, like the mouse and the keyboard and actually move around in like, properly three dimensions, moving your head around, um, rocket jump. It's just amazing, absolutely amazing game. And so many mods. Uh, still coming out for it so i just i can't get my head over it and i i I really cannot get around how good it looks what's what's your favorite mod at the moment then my favorite mod yes (laughs) well obviously (laughs) you might know one off the top of your head i i just i'm just trying to remember hold on no team fortress team fortress was the mod. yeah go on okay go on six yeah team team fortress definitely yeah so what do you do in Team Fortress? It's um, it's a revolutionary class-based mod supporting two to four teams in various gameplay modes of Capture the Flag, uh, Capture and Hold, uh, and Hunted. Ah, well, that sounds interesting. It sounds like it's a little bit different from the main game. Yeah, very very much so. But obviously it's the main game really that, that holds my interest most of the time. Is it is it the best first-person shooter ever? Yeah, I think I think at this, at this point, definitely. Yeah, definitely better than Doom and, and Duke Nukem. Yeah, certainly about the Doom. Uh, Duke Nukem is good. Um, also, having come out in 1996, I've, I've played a fair bit of that as well. Being a teenager, I, I like the fact there's strippers in it and you can throw money at them. But I think I think Quake holds up as, as the better shooter, for especially with the online component. Yeah, I, I might have to play it one day. And, and what else is on your list? Well, I've been uh, playing Formula One on the PlayStation. Oh, well, what's that like? Because obviously I've been playing a bit of Wipeout and I've always thought, yeah, it's a bit Formula One-y. What, what is the Formula One game like? Formula One is absolutely amazing. It's the most realistic racing game I've ever played. So it's uh, developed by Bizarre Creations and published by Psygnosis. Uh, oh, yeah, they, they, make it, they make good games. They made they published Wipeout? Yes, I think they did. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. No, genuinely, I think they did. Okay. It's really good. The The tracks are all really realistic. I mean, they've all been modelled from uh, Surveyor's actual track data. Um, the cars are realistic, and they've all been based on the... Well, the, it was developed based on the 1995 season, uh, but because it's only just been released, they've managed to put in substitutions and everything. So it's all it's all pretty much up to date. So it's got all the drivers in it. That's oh, fantastic. So who do you think is going to take the championship this year? Damon Hill or Michael Schumacher? Oh, oh, it's a bit of a close call between those two, isn't it? Would would be in uh, in 1996. I would definitely say it would be one of those two. Although we wouldn't we already know with it being October. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> it did go down to the wire, and it was Hill. Technologically, it's. Um, it's an absolutely brilliant game. I mean, they've um, to to produce the sounds for it. They've actually uh, strapped a recorder to a driver as he drives around a track, so they've got realistic sounds. Um, obviously, that takes up a lot of uh, it, it puts a lot of demand on the PlayStation. So what they've done is um, when uh, when a car passes you and reaches a certain distance away from you, it actually switches from a, a high detail model to um, to a low detail model comprised of only about ninety to one hundred polygons compared to the the four hundred. Odd. Oh, yeah. a, I, I guess that makes for a smooth experience then. It's it's very it's very smooth. It's very clever technology, and I imagine um, you know in the future other games will start to play tricks like that. Excellent. Um, and one day, I suppose the the real question is: Would um, would our brand new British world champion Damon Hill enjoy playing it? Yes, he would. Excellent. <laughs> Any other games? Yeah. 
Uh, what else have I been playing? Command and Conquer Red Alert. Ah, okay. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, the um, the combination of um, of like full motion video and uh, gameplay is just just really brilliant, really hilarious. Um, Tim Curry puts in a, a stellar performance as um, the the Russian commander. I have to say, he plays it absolutely brilliantly. He doesn't he doesn't overact it. He doesn't he doesn't you know he doesn't ham it up. He's just he's very very subtle delivery of his lines. It looks interesting. I, I like the idea of having um, some like proper video in a game um, overlaid when when you're doing like you're actually playing and doing your missions. It, it it seems like a really nice idea. You know, obviously it would be um, it'd be amazing if you could do these things in the game engine, but they're just you know that's just never going to happen, really. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got to be recorded. It needs to be. Uh, so no, it's just uh, it's really good, and uh, I like the I like the development of the units since the uh, the original Command and Conquer. I like the fact that it's now kind of uh, more grounded based on um, on the more traditional factions. Um, it's got absolutely great gameplay over LAN. Um, yeah, really, really good, really solid game. Yeah, so I mean that's that's pretty much all I've been playing, really. Excellent. Well, I sometimes you do have to study for your exams as well. I oh, know I'm I'm doing my exams next year because I'm in year ten. Oh, oh sorry, I forget. I've just started university. How is the university? Where did you go? I've actually I've gone to Hull. Um, Hull, yes, Hull, Hull. Um, an odd choice, some people would say, but it's a great university. I'm sold. I might go there myself. Yeah, I'd definitely consider it if <laughs> right. I were you. Um, okay, so that's what we've been playing. Now it's time to do our regular news feature, um, which of course is this is the first episode we've ever done. Isn't that regular? It will be a regular news feature. Okay, now it's time to do what will be a regular news feature. It's as if. As if. Uh, so my, my first news story is um, a really, really interesting one um, because obviously we do, we've both got PlayStations. Um, I know that you're a bit of a Nintendo fan as well. So you, you've kind of had that that move from cartridge to CD. Uh, and CDs race and they've got loads of room on them and the PlayStation plays music and it's brilliant. It's a much better better medium to use. Um, but I've just read in this last week that there's a new special disc format coming. Um, it's launched in Japan and it's called Digital Versatile Disc or what, DVD. What? That's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or DVD. DVD. And it's aimed at films. So gone, gone or going to disappear are our um, VHS players. And, and we'll all be putting CDs. It, it's basically, it sounds like it's um, a much smaller and easier to manage version of LaserDisc. Well, I mean, that sounds like, it sounds like a technology that might catch on. It's interesting because I think that's that's the thing with, with CDs is they're great for music. You know, we can we can fit some highly compressed um, FMV for games onto a disc along with along with the code. But um, like you say, it's that it's that uncompress the quality image that that this might be useful for it could be yes yeah, from from what i'm hearing they're, they're gonna have um i think i think they say it's gonna be over two gigabytes of space my god that's phenomenal i know that's like i know that's like two thousand playstation memory cards it it is it is it's it's amazing i mean it's, what, it's about four times three four times bigger than the cd so loads and loads of room um the obviously the only downside is you you know, it, it's going to be good for video, um, but you can't record to them. So, 
I can't see ever replacing VHS. No, I think that will that will definitely be a drawback. Um, well, I know I know how much you you love Noel's house party and that you, you you record it each week. So I do, I do. Yeah, I mean, I often I often find that when I'm at school in the daytime, I I don't get an opportunity to watch Going for Gold. So um, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a valid point, and um, and you'll be missing them if you move to DVDs. Okay, so there you go. Digital versatile discs. They'll um, hold a lot more information than CDs, and uh, are looking to uh, are looking to make a segue into the video market. But you can't record going for gold on them. As if. As if. Oh, next, it, it's a bit of a joint one, and it, it's about new companies that are being formed, and they, they've been getting a bit of bit of press attention. The two main reasons. So the first one um, is because they're a rival to Yahoo. It's a company called Ask Jeeves, and and they're going to become an internet search provider. Right. So this is this is basically looking to take some of the market from Lycos and Yahoo. Um, how does it work then? Magic, I think. Magic. Magic. Um, it, you're going to be able to ask Jeeves a question. Jeeves will be in your computer. Not literally. It'll be a special bit no. of coding that can actually recognise questions and return information based on what you ask rather than just looking for specific keywords. The idea is that you, you can type in an actual question and, and use more natural language than you would in a search engine. So rather than typing weather Sheffield, um, you could say, Jeeves, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow in Sheffield? And it'll, it'll actually find you the forecast and, and present it to you. Yeah, it's, it's a really clever way of doing it. Um, and for me... I find some of the current ways of looking for things on the internet just a little bit clunky. Um, and I just feel that Ask Jeeves is going to be a game changer. Now, it's not actually up and running yet, um, but they formed the company, and I think it's due to due to go live next year. Well, that's good. I mean, that's um, that's really, really promising, actually. And um, anything that can make searching the web and finding the information that you're looking for straight away is just such a godsend because it takes web pages so long to load up oh oh and you just you just pray most of the time it's not got a picture in it um the other one um and i found i just found this a bit of sort of niche news there's two guys have left microsoft and they're making their own company so so the 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 place that gives us windows two guys have left there and they're making their own games company i mean seriously you're moving from interface software into making games it's just never going to work and um, so the main guy is someone called Gabe Newell and he's called his company Valve so it's interesting that they think they can try their hand at something else but I just genuinely Valve I mean who can see them making anything decent Valve sounds like sounds like he just wanted to let off steam when he left Microsoft Did I get you? <laughs> I suppose if if we're looking at companies that are forming, uh, an interesting, an interesting little thing that I've noticed is that novelist Tom Clancy has um, started an entertainment company called Red Storm that's looking to make games based on his um, his intellectual property. Really, well, the guy who did Patriot Games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, it'll be interesting to see. What comes out of that? I think, if I'm honest, I think it's going to be really niche. Yeah, I'm I mean, not, he's got I'm not very, convinced it's going to go anywhere. I've read a few of his books. He's got a very particular way of writing. And um, uh, there's, yeah, there's one called Without Remorse, which, no, it's a bit of a thriller. And 
I can't see that one. There's another one. There's another one about a special ops unit, Rainbow Six, but I don't, I don't know if you'd ever actually turn that into a game. Yeah, I'm a, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got some good ideas. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I I don't know if he's if he's determined to do it. Then you know, at least he's got conviction. Um, but I've never read any of his work, and quite frankly, from what people have been telling me, some people like it, a lot of people don't like it. Seems there's there's quite a lot of division. No, that's fair. That's a fair comment. He's, uh, you're either going to be with it or you're not. Ghost Recon. You can't just chuck a game. I couldn't work <laughs> hawks into it. <laughs> hawks. <laughs> with, with, hawks with an X for no reason. That's as if our weekly news section. Next up is, is our favourite part. Um, which is absolutely amazing considering this is our first ever episode, but people have written into us. Yeah, we've got some listener questions. Uh, don't forget, you can write us your questions on a postcard uh, to the address that you find in the Codec Moments fanzine. So the first one is all the way from the US. So this postcard must have taken weeks to get here. Um, it's from Matthew Holloway, who asks us, with flash memory getting cheaper all the time... Are we going to see a move to digital entertainment, or are we going to go back to cartridges? Wow, um, I, I I don't know. I think with um, with the expanse of, uh, of data that you can fit onto a CD in comparison to the kind of the the cartridge medium, uh, I'd be surprised if we went back to cartridges. Um, yeah, it's 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 a tough one. I mean, it, he's, he's nailed it. Flash memory's getting cheaper, obviously. Flash memory being a, a solid-state device that reads a lot faster. Um, but it, it's just... You can only get about 16 megabytes on there at the moment. And, and I mean, that, that's, that is amazing. That's still 16 PlayStation memory cards. So it's a decent amount of data. But because we've got CDs... It's not quite as much, so we'd need it to get a little bit bigger before um, before we can consider flash memory, I think. And especially after what we said with DVDs coming, uh, yes, they're aiming them at films, but just think if you could put a game on a DVD, just how much extra space would you have? I, th- I think a f- I think a physical medium is is the way it's going to stay. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think you know a CD will hold seven hundred times the amount of data that you can fit on a PlayStation memory card. Have you got one? Okay, so uh, we've got a, a postcard here from Nick Case, which is Dear Codec Moments. I really like GTA. It's my favourite game on the PS1. I think he means the PlayStation, apart from Tomb Raider, um, which is impressive because Tomb Raider is not, um, not even out yet. That's coming out soon. Uh, but have you got the cheat code to get me all the guns? Um, I've never heard. Have you heard of GTA? What's GTA? Um, no, it sounds, no. Um, it sounds like a... Sounds like a 1997 are, thing to me, if I'm honest. Are you sure it's not just his handwriting? He hasn't he hasn't put something else in there, like no FIFA. Maybe maybe FIFA could but be. Why would you have guns in FIFA? I don't know. It'd be mm-hmm. an awesome cheat code. I'm going to write to Games Master. Okay, um, have you got another one? Yes, um, this one's from from Stuart Cullen. Um, and when I deciphered the handwriting, um, it, it's just fairly simple. It says Pokemon. Rad or fad? Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I've got to say, uh, I've, I've seen some of this. This, I mean, it's really it's meant to be big in Japan. I've seen the game. Um, it looks interesting. I have to say, I think it's a bit of a flash in the pan. Unlike something tangible like the Tamagotchi, which is um, 
I think it's definitely going to be around for some time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure mine's mine's still living. It's, it's been alive for 180 days now. Yeah. But this, but Pokemon, I don't know. You can you can catch them all. You can fight them against each other and grow them. But you, and what do you do when you caught them all? Is that is that the end? No, no. I'm I'm with you. I'm going to go fad Pokemon. I don't think, give us two years. I don't think we'll uh, we'll even remember it. No, no. Um, Let alone twenty. God, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, let's hope not. Okay, I've got one here from Roger Havens, uh, all the way over in America. Oh, another American. Yeah, Brilliant. wow. So, um, hey guys. Oh, sorry. No, let me let me do this properly. Hey guys, love your show. I've been enjoying the Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall for the last few months now, but the bugs have been very annoying. I know most of them have since been patched, but my question is on the future of games. Do you think Bethesda will learn from this and release more stable and bug-free games in the future? Thanks, and keep up the good work. Roger Havens. I really like Roger. That's a great question. He's <laughs> got a good voice. <laughs> and I think... I think yes. Yes, they will learn from it. Of course they will. They're, they're, I think... It's the second game that, that you know, they're, they're really finding their feet with this style um, and the series. Of course they're going to learn from their mistakes. They're going to learn what works and what doesn't and they're going to make the best games that they can. I think games are getting bigger and far more complex and it's just it's just not acceptable to put a game out in an unfinished state i can't i can't imagine any company will be looking at this and thinking well that bethesda have, have covered themselves in glory um yes they've addressed it in patches um but I, I think they'll be taking a long hard look at themselves and saying do you know what we we're going to look at this in the future it'll be our aim never to have to patch a game yeah, you know, uh, it'll uh, be right first time. Yeah, they'll have to. I mean, they're obviously they're lucky they released it on PC. If they released it on any of the home consoles, I mean, oh, one, that's one it. Shot, it's, it? it's one a broken. Shot, it's a broken game. It's a return. It's a refund. It's got to be right first time when it comes to a console. So they they need to they need to up their game to make break into that console market. Well, good question. Thanks, Roger. Okay, uh, any others? Yes, and I wasn't going to mention this one. But only because I'm finding it a bit weird. Um, it's from Evita Fan Nine, maybe a fan of Is that musical? Like the musical. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, and they just ask, um, can we name the three 1996 games that should be remade? Remade, but remade. But we've only just got them. Does that mean? Does that mean they're not good enough and they? They have to go back to the drawing board, or I'm, I'm not sure. I'm a bit puzzled, but he's written in, so he needed he needed reading out um, because anybody who writes in will get read out. Okay, right, well, confusing, but but good stuff. Yes, um, yes, thank you very much, Evita fan. I'd like to see FIFA remade with guns. Yes, yes. If that cheat code's anything to go by, have you got another question? As it's now 1996, and gaming has got as far as it's ever going to get. Do you think there'll ever be another Mario game made? Uh, and that's from Kevin Moore in Doncaster. I'm not a Mario fan, if I'm honest. I played a bit of Super Mario 2. Um, it's all right. So I'm not really bothered if there's not another one. I'm, I'm tempted to say there won't be because he, he's got a good point. You know, where do you evolve from here? Apart from maybe some slightly sharper graphics. I don't know if there will be one. Uh, well, obviously, um, I mean, we've just had 
Super Mario 64, which is an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, game of the year for me, uh, probably. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you can top it. Do you, do you think they've reached the pinnacle? That's it. This is the best we can get with Mario. Let's cut it there. Well, you know, knowing Nintendo, there'll probably be a Super Mario 64 2. I would, I would, my my money, my money would be on that. I reckon that within the next three years, say by the end of 1999, we'll see Super Mario 64 2. Uh, unless something dramatic happens, like, you know, Nintendo decide to cancel the 64 dynamic drive. So pretty much in agreement, unless that happens, no more Mario games. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, exactly. I think I think that's the one. Um, Graham Watkinson says, uh, "I hear Goldeneye for the N sixty four is in development. Do you think it'll be any good?" Honestly, um, oh, don't know. I'm still conflicted after the whole um, Die Hard trilogy being one of the best games of all time, and therefore significantly raising the bar for all future movie tie-ins. Yeah. But uh, you know, who's ever gonna who's ever gonna be able to follow Timothy Dalton as Bond? No one. No. So, I I think if I'm honest, yeah, yeah, it it it's one of those things where I think Bond has that potential to make some absolutely great games, um, but I feel it'll it'll just be wasted. It'll be wasted again. I don't see it being any good. I think it's going to be a flop, uh, and I think it's going to be seriously bad news for Rare. I think they've they've hit their pinnacle with with Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, if it if it fails, it'd be it'd be time for them to split. Paul Curran writes: Have you heard anything about PlayStation Two? Um, I can't I can't imagine they'd I can't imagine they'd make a PlayStation Two for at least five years. Yeah, I mean this one's we've only had this one for a year, so yeah, I haven't I haven't really heard anything. But I mean, you'd be crazy. Yeah, you've got to be at least five five six years away. Maybe by that time they'll incorporate those DVD things. Ah, possibly, possibly. Hey, write that down on a bit of paper, seal it in an envelope, put it in a time capsule. We'll come back to it in five years' time. Yeah. Uh, oh, the final final question I've got here is: Are you guys loving the Sega Saturn as much as I am? Uh, no, not really. No, no. I no. I, I, um, I I plump for PlayStation instead of the Sega Saturn, and yeah. Ditto, yeah. Uh, and doesn't that PlayStation controller look overly complicated? It is a bit, actually, isn't it? I can't imagine. I can't imagine you'd ever need any more buttons. Yeah, I was a bit surprised um, having those like extra four or five or six, five or six. How many? But do we used to get one, two, three, four? Directional pad. Now we got an extra four. We got an extra six, haven't we? I've got an extra six. Yeah, yeah, it was thrown originally uh, because there's like an extra six buttons on there. Um, but I suppose it, it's fairly easy to get used to. Um, and there's something niggling me at the back of my mind. It, it just feels like you probably could fit another couple in. I'll give it. It's complicated, but you get used to it. It does It does take a while to to get used to. I mean, you know, A to jump and B to, B to shoot is... It it works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. The only thing that it is missing, um, and I'll put this down now um, because Nintendo have beaten them on it, but I love that rumble pack on the N64 controllers. Um, And going back to PlayStation, it just feels a bit static. Um, uh, It'd be nice to have something a bit different for that, for them to, to think about how they could maybe use that technology. Some kind of double vibration um, within the controller would be quite nice. Like a 
some kind of dual shock mechanism. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay, interesting. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of peripherals, uh, it's interesting that recently the uh, the Netlink modem has been released for the Sega Saturn. don't see online console gaming catching on i mean you, you see the the limited limited bits i've I've tried on my friend's pcs it is quite good fun once you've got through all that setup and the dial up and everything else and it, it's quite nice but then if i'm on my console I've, I've got friends in the living room do you really need to go online and play with strange people that you can't talk to uh, that's it. That's it from me. Yeah, that's all the questions I've got. Any more? I've, I've got one last one from uh, Ali, who says, "What is our groundbreaking game of the year?" Oh, uh, that is a good question. And I have to say, we've talked about a lot of good games, but I am really excited about one that's coming up very soon. Yeah, I think you've got the same one in mind that I have. Should we say it at the same time? Tomb, Tomb Raider. Raider. Yeah, I am really excited from from what I've seen on this. It does genuinely those words groundbreaking that they look like they apply. Yeah, it looks absolutely phenomenal. The um the gameplay um that I've seen on video game television programs um just looks absolutely brilliant and very different. You know, the ability to actually put your guns away and uh, and solve a puzzle and um edge around some rock. Uh, it just looks like it's going to have a completely uh, different movement mechanic to anything that we've seen so far. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just blown away by that whole 3D environment. Um, it just looks so real, so much like you're you're going to be exploring caves. It it looks incredible. Yeah, I've got a lot of admiration for the the serious hard work they've done in the character modelling. Yeah, I've not I've not seen that much detail in the character before. There's that. There's the whole environment. The the fact that it's got a full on storyline with it, um, as well, and and something to keep you going. Um, I, I've seen a full, you know bits of playthroughs of the first level. It looks like there's even dinosaurs in it. It. I just. I don't know what to expect. It looks really good. It looks really exciting. I just can't wait to get get my hands on it and and play it. I think. I think what really is exciting to me about it is the fact that it seems to combine. Um, the elements of the the kind of shooting the gunplay with platforming puzzle elements and that's something that, that we really haven't seen before no no very true very true all, all the platformers I've had um, probably barring Crash Bandicoot and that was only earlier this year um, have been pretty much static 2D affairs this this proper 3D it's it's wow it's it, it's just mind-blowing what they might be achieving with it. I think the only thing that could top it was some kind of virtual reality. It looks that good. Uh, as as we all know, the uh, unfortunately, the, the Virtual Boy from Nintendo failed this year, so um, I suspect it could be as long as 20 years before we see a, a decent commercial virtual reality unit in our homes. No, I, I, I think you're right. Um, if, mm. if at all, it, it's, it's like 3D cinema. That, you know, that's gone as well. So you're definitely going to be out there getting Tomb Raider. I will be there. If my local game shop opened at midnight, I'd be on the doorstep going to get it. But okay. it doesn't, so I'll be there at 9 o'clock. <laughs> 
Good point, but not on a Sunday. Because it would it ten o'clock on a Saturday. It open on a Sunday, yeah. Um, and do you, do you think do you think it's a game that's that's got legs? I mean, obviously it's got. Oh, she's got legs. It's got, yeah. legs. it's got legs and plenty else besides. But do you think it's got longevity? Yeah, I think it's got longevity. I can see quite a few games coming. If if the gameplay holds up from what we've seen, what we've read, I think it'll be around for a while. And and um, the the character's name Laura, she she'll just be well known. I think that nicely draws a line under uh, a, another episode or the first episode of our net distributed audio program. Yeah, it's been quite exciting doing this. I've never done anything like this before. No, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Perhaps we'll have to uh, come up with a snappier name, maybe a um, maybe a netcast. Perhaps a combination of net broadcast. What do you reckon? Yeah, that that might stick. Even if we just like used it. Yeah, maybe we can uh, we can get it to catch on until there's uh, a suitably popular device on which we can play them. Um, I'm uh, I've been Andy Brown. Thanks very much for listening. Um, I can't even remember my screen name. <laughs> Don't forget if you want to get in touch with us on the web chat, my screen name is Sickboy82. You've got mail, and mine is Games Renegade137. You've got mail. Uh, so I'm off now to watch Independence Day and listen to Alanis Morissette. What about you, Matt? Um, I quite fancy re-watching a bit of Reservoir Dogs and listening to some Smashing Pumpkins, obviously. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, please get in touch if you can via postcard or AOL. And uh, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. That'll do. Well, I hope you enjoyed that drunken stumble through our archives. Um, it was a lot of fun for me to listen to and, and think back to all those years ago. It's a real trip down memory lane, is that? And uh, it's it's nice to see how much the format has changed since then and, and, and where we've improved and, and moved things on. Yeah, definitely. As if. <laughs> I can't thinking? believe you thought of that. <laughs> I'm going to go and bathe in reminiscence by watching Beavers and Butthead do America and Space Jam. I don't know about you, Matthew. <laughs> I am going to uh, fire up that nostalgia um, by going and playing Rise of the Tomb Raider and just remembering how much better things look now. That's that's a lot more on message, if I'm honest. Either that. That's a lot more on message. I'll go and put the PSVR on and play Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh, shut up. With your VR goodness. Oh, yes. So I think the, uh, the only thing we actually need to do is shout out to our September Codec Momentum winner which was Matt Holloway at Square Freak on Twitter. Congratulations, fella. Yeah, well done. Uh, we'll be doing another podcast soon and we will have an update on Codic Momentum and everything else and we'll be back in the, the noughties. Not even the noughties now, in the tweenies. Tweenies. Is that what we officially call them? I think so. I don't know. Sounds wrong. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back <laughs> in the 2010s. Yeah, it's, we, it's just... Let's just skate around the whole thing. like. So we will be back with a new podcast fairly soon. Um, keep an eye on the site at the moment. Um, we are putting up as much um, as we can about the PSVR. Now we've actually got our hands on the hardware um, and are enjoying it in, on the whole. 
Um, so plenty of reviews going up. Um, in particular, at the moment, I would suggest going and reading Eve Valkyrie because it is a damn fun game. A <laughs> little bit nauseating if you spend far too long in it, but it's good. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. I've been Clinical Andy. Uh, Matt is at Codec Moments on Twitter if you want to get in touch with us, or uh, you can email us, contact-us at codecmoments.com. And that's a wrap. Right, we'll be back soon, and uh, until then, bye. Bye.